Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to the conversation. Welcome back to The Untamed Life. It's Christine Jewell, and you guys, today I'm doing a continuation of last week's episode, but really what I want to talk about is what is the way, what is the way, what is the best way for us to create, to build anything worthwhile, anything lasting, anything fulfilling? Like what is the best way for us to solve problems, right? To to build an amazing marriage, to take the next step in our business. Isn't this where we spend so much of our time and energy and our bandwidth stressing about it, meditating about it, talking about it, asking for wisdom and advice and counsel about it? And I really have had some amazing revelations lately. I've had some personal stories. You know, I love to just jump on here and share my personal stories. And uh, coming off of that women's retreat, there was just so many beautiful confirmations and affirmations, right? Sometimes we just need, we need that confirmation that we're on the right path. We need that affirmation, right? That it says, yes, this is the right path. This is the right way. You're on the right track, right? Maintain, maintain focus, maintain this direction. There are so many distractions. We live in a world where we are bombarded with distraction. Jim Quick in his book, Limitless, which is a great book, you know, he talks about digital dementia and digital distraction and digital dis like, um, what does he call it? Um, dilution, right? Distraction, dementia, dilution. Like we are having so much coming at us all the time that it is so difficult for so many of us to stay grounded, to stay clear, to stay focused, to stay on point without getting pulled in a million different direction. And in fact, one of the biggest challenges that people face, especially clients that I work with, people that come into my circle, probably the number one thing that I help people solve for really is anxiety, anxiousness, this like this internal pressure and overwhelm of responsibility and and really anxiousness comes from living too far in the future right we know this like it is what is going to happen what if what's ahead what's coming up that i don't know about and it's also a result of overwhelming too much information too many decisions too many options we live in a world where we have this illusion and we do have a plethora an infinite amount of options available to us at our disposal, or we have this idea that we have all of these options, right? Options in who we're going to date, options in who I can choose to have in my, in my circle, options for, you know, which path to go. Sometimes we feel like we have so many options that 
what, what should I focus on today? Right. What should I do? Which is the best way forward? I don't know. And, and it's so distracting. We can start getting pulled in so many different directions. The flip side of that, the opposite of that spectrum is feeling like we have no options, right? And we are feeling hopeless. <laughs> we are just completely out of options and we have tried everything. We have exhausted everything that we knew how to do. We we feel like we have anyways. And we're sitting there and we kind of go into the opposite end, which is this sort of hopelessness that is like, I, I feel stuck, maybe paralyzed. I don't know which way to move forward. And, and I want to say that we can be feeling both ends of that spectrum, right? We can be feeling both ends of hopelessness and overwhelm at the same time, because there is so much. We live in a world where we, you hear this all the time, we get more information in one day than most people had in a lifetime, right? And so how do we filter through the noise? How do we move forward? And I want to just say this right out the gate, that in a world that is designed to contract, where there is chaos, where there is constant information, and here we come again with, you know, the news coming at us with new information, new stuff about the new virus, and, you know, the next iteration of potential lockdowns and everything else, and the count, the cultural shifts that are happening, and, 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 and it just keeps piling on. How do we navigate forward from that place of grounded, clear decision-making peace where, where we don't get pulled in a million directions? So I want to share that this is also something, obviously, I struggle with, right? I'm human. I'm on this planet. I'm in the journey with you. And it's something that I'm deeply passionate about studying, being in the study of, uh, not only from the study of neuroscience and human behavior and psychology and performance, but really studying what the word of God has to say about it. And also really being a student of life. I am a student of life. And uh, I want to share some things that have come through for me lately, which are not new. They are just reconfirming re <laughs> and affirming what I already know. And I really hope that you pass the, I pass the baton to you. So today we're going to talk about how, how is the way forward? What is the best way forward? I want to share with you three different ways that I found three personalities that I, that I notice right? Of, of who we are, how we show up when we're creating, when we're trying to solve for a problem, like three different ways or approaches that people take. And I want to share the sort of the consequences, the outcomes of each one of those, as well as what you experience in the process. Okay. This is really key. So we're going to go into that, um, here shortly, but I want to say this, that how we do something is how we do everything, right? I, it's so easy. I want to share that any time in my life where I have struggled with business or with relationships or what should we do next? Where should we invest our money next? What is the right way to launch this program, this product? What is the right way to hire? What is the right way forward in this, you know, relationship, marriage, 
what is the right way? Every time that I have struggled and stressed and felt contraction around this how, 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 and, and those of you who know me and work with me, you know that I don't like asking questions that start with how, because I find that they're usually very contracting, like how am I going to make this happen, right? So this is a bit of a, a different episode, because usually I love to start my questions with what, what's going on, what is, what do I have clarity about, right? But today we're talking about the how. Every time that I stress about the how, the process, okay, the how is the process, the how is the journey, the how is the way that we engage, the way that we move, the way that we speak, the way that we interact, right? That's our how, that's our process. Every time that I have struggled in the process, usually it's because I'm trying to follow, copy, adjust to someone else's way of doing things, right? I'm trying to adjust my way of thinking, my way of moving, my way. And I want to say that there's a time to really look and reflect and have some greater self-awareness about is the way that I'm going about this the right way. But be aware that we got to get better at asking ourselves some really powerful questions around the way our process, our journey that we are choosing, that we're opting into in every area of life, whether that's trying to get healthy, whether it's trying to rebuild a marriage, whether it's trying to make a great marriage amazing, whether it's, you know, looking at pivoting a business, the season that we're in, it, the way forward is so key. The way forward is everything. So we're going to talk about how, how is the way? Our how is the way. So I want to say that there's three ways that I find that people generally create, and there's a lot, and we ping pong around, right? But the first way, number one, are you this person that defaults? We usually have like a home base that we kind of default to, right? I always say we have like an emotional home. We have, you know, a, a, a consciousness that we kind of default to. We have a way that we default to as well. We have a process about figuring things out that we have defaulted to. And sometimes it's time to upgrade our way and come back to the truth, the way, the life. So the first way that I see people creating or building or trying to solve problems from is totally disconnected, okay? They are totally disconnected from their own heart, their own soul, their own, the spirit. And what's happening here is that they are looking outward for other people, to tell them what to do, when to do, how to do it, when to move, what to say, what to think, right? How to think. Everybody, everything is coming from the external. All of the guidance, all of the direction, all of the input is outside of us. So we have either someone else that's leading, someone else that's directing, someone else that's dictating. We are dancing around other people's moods, right? This has a lot of roots of fear in it. We are creating. This is the place where we create from pressure, from fear right? A lot of, a lot of guilt, sometimes shame. We're embarrassed. So we we're, we're, we're unsure of ourselves. We're disconnected 
from our inner truth, the innermost truth that resides in us from the truth, capital T, we are seeking, 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 seeking outside of us all of the answers. And I want to say this, that there is evidence to support every theory, every idea, every belief system, and every process. And this is the place of ultimate, ultimate confusion. <laughs> this is the place of ultimate inner chaos. This is the place of ultimate disorientation and distraction because we are always being pulled by whatever flavor is there, whatever influence is being placed on us, whether that's media, whether that's social media, whether that's a friend that's projecting their wounds and their belief systems onto us, whether that's the government, whether that's social programming, whatever it is, we are being influenced all the time by external factors. This is the shift. We got to pay attention. So I really think that this is the place where people are lost. We are wandering and wandering around in circles. We feel blind. We can't see clearly. We're disconnected from our inner knowing, our inner senses, meaning intuition, instinctual wisdom, spiritual senses, spiritual guidance, right? We don't trust. We don't trust our decisions. We don't trust our, the, the, the thoughts that come to our mind. We don't trust the, we don't trust internally. So we're always grasping for confirmation and external validation. So this is the world of people pleasing, right? Seeking external validation 24 seven, second guessing every decision we make, looking for the next thing that's going to solve our problem, jumping from one thing to the next. I see people doing this, right? And I've done this in my life. We don't like the answer here. So we jump to the next one and we jump to the next coach and then we jump to the next therapist and then we jump to the next business advisor and then we jump to the next. And we're like leapfrogging all over the place. We have like a hundred hands reaching out, a thousand hands reaching out, trying to grasp, we're grasping for safety. We're grasping for truth but we're so disconnected that nothing is really landing. So this is really, I want to really hit this one home. Proverbs 13, 20 says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. We got to be so careful because right now there is a strong, 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 strong. There's, this has been timeless. This has been since the beginning of time. There has been an agenda to disconnect us from our own hearts, from our own soul, from the spirit of God that is alive and breathing in you right now, but you must welcome him in really and, and come into union with him. There is an agenda to disembody us, right? To change you know, a, an attack on our sex, an attack on our identity, an attack on our our intimacy in relationship with ourselves, with our partners, with God. So when we're disconnected and we're fearful, full of fear, discouraged, disconnected from our heart, discouraged means out of heart, out of courage, right? We're disheartened, we're discouraged, we're afraid. We will listen to outside influences. We will grasp for anything. <laughs> I heard something that was really cute the other day. It was the, one of my kids sent me a TikTok and it was this older gentleman in the grocery store. And he said, you know, you've all, we've all heard it. Do not go grocery shopping when you're hungry because you will just grab anything that's on the shelf, even though you know it's total garbage and total junk. If you're hungry, if you're starving and you go into a grocery store, 
you'll grab anything. You, you might even be, I've caught myself in the grocery store, ripping packages open because I was hungry, grabbing something off the shelf, eating something that I totally regretted later. And you guys know that, but he was the funny part. He said, dating is the same thing. Do not start dating when you are extremely lonely. Don't go out there into the market looking for a spouse, a partner, when you are desperate because you will grasp for anything. The same is true in business. The same is if, if you are desperate financially, if you're feeling desperate and you need a breakthrough in your business, you need a thing and you go out into the world to look for it, you will grab whatever is cheap and instant and promises a fast fix. And a lot of us that are operating from this place are looking for relief, just a relief of the uncertainty, a relief of the doubt, something in the moment in that second to just make us feel better, to make us feel more connected, to make us feel more satiated, right? I'm starving for love, for affection, for truth, for, for confirmation, and we'll grab and then we'll feel sick afterwards and we will regret the things that we grabbed, the, the advice that we took. And it takes so much time, energy, money to unravel, undoing the damage that gets done when we make decisions from this place. So number one, disconnected, right? The root there is a spirit of fear, right? Obligation, guilt, shame. Um, it's fear. Really, that rules that. Number two, the second place that I say I see is creating from. And again, th this is not an exhaustive list. These are just the things that came through from me as I was reviewing my journal this morning. I was reading, I was praying, and I was reflecting on some of my own uh, stories, which I'm going to share here in a minute. The second place that we create from is creating from self-service, the ego, capital E-G-O, self, the, the little self that thinks it's the big, the big self, right? The one that's always saying, what about me? What about me? What isn't it for me? What am I going to get from this? My money, my life, my way, my desires, my, my, my thoughts, my, 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 me, 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 right? This is the world's where we play the game of, I got to win. I will get ahead. I will create, I will make this happen. If it's going to be, it's up to me. This is ruled by pride and desire. Now I talk a lot about desire, but, and, and we have to be careful with where the desire comes from. What is the source of the desire? Because of the source of the desire is the self, the flesh, the little s, it's going to be very self-serving, self-glorifying. Like, I just want this for me. I've talked about this when I speak about wealth consciousness, having the heart of a king, having the heart of a queen that has royal wealth, royal generosity versus the heart of a king and a queen that's just like, give me, give me, give me. These people are there for me. My employees are there for me to line my pockets, to increase our profit, to just make us happy. And I treat my people like garbage, consciously or unconsciously. A lot of this is unconscious conscious. We don't even see ourselves doing this inside of our families. We don't see ourselves doing this to our wife. We don't see ourselves doing this to our husband, treating them like employees or staff or servants instead of us having a servant heart towards them, being a protector of them, creating this space where they thrive, right? When we are creating or trying to solve problems for the ego, me, 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 pride is running the show, Leviathan, that spirit of Leviathan, that spirit of pride that just will go in and devour everything. And it will take 
at the expense of other people. This has been a lot of the world, right? This is the world programming, by the way, that I will go and I will take and I will take and I will take and I will take and I win and I and someone else loses. A lot of negotiations are designed around this, right? I do a lot of work with couples that are working through hopefully rebuilding their marriages, but some of them have to consciously uncouple and separate. And the amount of fighting and legal battles that go on because of this, because pride is running the show, because of selfish ambition, where hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes millions of dollars are literally just thrown away fighting over egotistical battles. We see this in divorce agreements. We see this in business agreements where people start fighting internally. When the house is divided, will fall. A house that is divided will fall every time. An organization, a structure that is divided will fall. If the foundation is sh shaky, made on sand, it will, it will sink. It's only a matter of time before everything that's trying to hold this house up starts crumbling and collapsing around us. And here we are going, what on earth just happened? I thought I built a successful life. I thought I built a successful family. I thought I had a successful business. We were growing, we were making money, we were profitable, da, da, da. And all of a sudden, boom, it's like it rapidly starts to fall apart. And we're like, what just happened? I didn't even see the cracks in the foundation. You see, we missed the mark. We were building on quicksand. We were building with the ego running the show. Pride was running the show. We're all hot to trot, looking at our money piling up, looking at our growth. We start thinking we're greater than we are, right? Woo, I've been there. And then we got to eat some humble pie. And here's what the God, here's what God has to say about that, that pride goes before destruction. Pride always goes before destruction. We have to be so careful because I have caught myself in this. I speak to a lot of you that are warriors, warriors in spirit, warriors at heart. You are fighters. You are taught to work hard, fight hard since the beginning. And that is a beautiful gift. But at some point we have to really check in with ourselves and say, am I fighting? just for selfish gain to cover my own ass, right? Or am I fighting for something greater? Am I fighting for the people? Am I fighting for peace? Am I fighting to establish safety and structure where people will thrive? Am I fighting for morals and values and integrity and order? Am I fighting for the kingdom here on earth, right? On earth as it is in heaven? Or am I just fighting for my own little empire and I don't really care? what happens on the outside. This is a shift in consciousness from worldly systems of generating wealth and creation and storing up for ourselves treasures on earth, which rot and decay, which there's nothing wrong with having a beautiful home. Look, I'm in my beautiful office right now. I'm overlooking the golf course. The sun's shining in. I got it. There's beauty all around me and I love to be surrounded in beauty. I cherish beauty. I think it's such a gift from God. And I love beautiful things. I enjoy, I don't love, I, I enjoy them. I, I enjoy being surrounded by beautiful things. I am grateful that I'm abundantly blessed, but there's a switch that happens when we chase it and we need to have those. And we're, we're in this take mentality. And I want to say that a lot of this has, it's just been so pervasive, right? One person and we're here to take and someone else loses.
So be careful of that. Am I trying to get ahead? Am I willing to step on people's heads, you know, destroy relationships, like do whatever it takes to climb the corporate ladder just to, you know, to cover our butt? Or am I having a broader picture? Am I opening up my eyes to a greater landscape that, you know what, it's about more than just you. It's about more than just me. So the second way that people are creating is the self-serving, self-glorification, ego, me, me, me. I got to say, I'm so disgusted with this right now. I'm so disgusted with it. And there was a season that I went through when I was on social media a little while ago where I just, you know, I was in that world. I've been in the coaching world for a long time and I've been in the entrepreneurial world for a long time. And so in this whole entrepreneurial space, coaching world, there's just, I guess, I'm sure it's everywhere, right? In every industry that when you become an expert or you get a certain platform or you've reached a certain level of success, there's all this showboating that starts to happen. Look at what I've created. Look at how much money I've made. Look at my life. Look at me, me, me. Look what I can do. And I didn't realize that for a season of my life, I started to really be following people that were promoting themselves that way. It's like, I did it all myself. I, 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 and I caught myself in that space. And I felt like, honestly, thinking about it right now, my soul wants to take a shower. There was such a humbling moment where I redirected, my eyes were open, my heart was open. And I was like, oh my, oh my God, God redirect my focus. I want to be able to share my success with people. I want to be able to share the success that you've given me, the joy in my life, the blessings in my life. I want to show what's possible when people reposition their hearts, their minds towards you, but I'm no longer captive to those things. And um, so I want to just say that I think it's important for us to be sharing our testimonies, our journeys, the process that we've gone through, you know, we have worked hard. I have worked hard, right? I have done a lot of difficult things. I have overcome some really incredible challenges. Even as I was hosting the women's retreat and we were sitting around the table and I was sharing some of the things I went through and some of the ladies were sharing the things they went through. And it's always so beautiful because, you know, we think that, wow, when we're on the other side of this, we don't realize just how how far we've come, how much we've overcome, how much we've endured. And people don't know that about us either. So I think we have to share both, both ends of our stories. We got to be raw. We got to be real. We got to be vulnerable. We have to share our, our challenges and our struggles. And also, yes, the way that we overcame, the way that we were blessed, what, you know, the way that we're moving forward. And that's why I'm here right now sharing this because I, I operated a lot from stage two. Okay. I'm going to call it stage two, self-serving ego, me, me, me. And that came from fear and pride. I grew up, you know, watching my father self-destruct go from having everything to losing everything. And I was like, there is no way, there is no way I'm going to let that happen to me. So I was very motivated to protect my own butt, to make sure I created my own world, that I had my own money, that I did not rely on a man, that it was me and myself and I, and I could make things happen and I was going to do what it take and, and I was going to advance and, and I was very competitive. So the energy here, right, is very competitive, very combative. It's that warrior spirit, which is not wrong, but we need to upgrade it. We get to upgrade the warrior spirit and we get to learn to fight different for something greater and to activate greater weapons.
in the supernatural. The third place. So I want to say that again. What does the word say about the spirit of pride? Pride goes before destruction. When pride comes, (laughs) soon after comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. You want to pray a powerful prayer? Ask that God would humble you. Woo! Okay, be ready for it. That is a dangerous prayer. But we want to be praying for wisdom. Wisdom and humility are like twinsies. We get wisdom and revelation. That means our eyes are open with a humbling of our hearts. The humility, like trust is the key that unlocks the heart. We got to trust. We got to trust. But humility, humility is really what opens those doors for us, gives us favor. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself, not only looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interests of others. Now, I think that this verse has been, you know, distorted a lot of times or, and again, it's everything that you read it and, you know, pray over But for me, what I hear is don't only look after your own interest, but look after the interest of others. I really believe that this is what he's calling us to move into, that not the win-lose territory. Let's move away from that. Let's move away from stomping on people to get ahead or just thinking that everybody's there to serve us. But what what can I create for them? Right? What is the win-win when everybody wins here, when everybody's multiplying, when everybody's thriving, which is the third place. And I want to say here that when we create and we build and we solve and we collaborate from this place, this is a place of multiplication. We create from union, from love. When I'm talking about creating from a place of love, capital L, right? Not bliss where I just want to feel amazing. No, love is grounded. Love is a state. And it love means that we are in union, in sacred union and sacred connection with God, with our creator, our spirit and his spirit are united. My soul and his spirit are united. My soul is dancing alive, singing, doing the things that I'm created to do, uniquely designed to do. Your soul has a unique calling, a unique signature, unique gifting, a unique fingerprint. And when our soul comes in union with the spirit, of God, there is this great sense of aliveness, of connection, of grace, of joy, of peace. And I love, again, all of these things that I'm sharing today are from Proverbs, because if you have not read the book of Proverbs, please read it, read it with an open heart, because it is the book of wisdom. The book of wisdom says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. This is important. In stage two, when our ego is creating, when pride is creating, and we're creating from the self, oh, we get we get rich, right? We get increase, but it costs. It costs us. It brings sorrow. It brings strife. It brings division. It brings stress. It brings burden. It brings confusion sometimes, right? There's sorrow. There is the grind in the process. I really believe when we begin to make this shift and we say, how am I going to move forward? I'm going to move forward from a place of love, from a place of connection, from a place of joy, from the place that gives me peace, where there's full integrity and full alignment. And if it's not this place, then I, this is not the way. Then there will be no sorrow. There will be blessing. There will be abundance. There will be expansion. There will be a win-win, but there will not be sorrow. There will not be strife. 
there will not be dis-ease, disease present, dis-ease in my spirit, in my body, in my mind. So I want to really challenge you today. And I know I'm getting close to time. I want to be conscious. But where, which way do you find yourself defaulting to when you're trying to solve problems? You, you want, you get a, you want to, you know, look for a solution. You want to build something. You want to create something. Even in your business right now, in your life, you're looking at moving ahead. What's your default? What is your way? What is the way? And I want to say, share again that this, this place of sacred union is when your way, your unique way that God made you, your soul, your gifting, your approach, your design, it's important that we bring that to the table. And I know that every time that some, I, a door opens, favor comes into my life, you know, something unexpected, unplanned drops in. It's because it's, it's like my way meets his way, right? My unique way of creating the way he designed me. I'm under that hierarchy. I'm under that protection. I'm under that sort of umbrella that I'm su submitting, yielding, I guess. I, I'm fully in tune with, with the way that he created me. And I'm not trying to water it down. I'm not trying to voice water down my voice. I know the way he created me to work. I know the ways when I've been in this place that things have multiplied with ease, right? My way is, is really to be in childlike wonder, to be in curiosity, to be in the play, to be in nature, to just be inviting people into things. I know that when I'm in the space, right, where I'm just playful and I'm light in my spirit and I'm in nature and I'm just creating because I'm inspired, and I just invite people in, you know, it might sound like sending voice messages, quick phone calls, just inviting people, throwing ideas out there. I'm in the play of it. Things just start opening. The key there is that I'm in my way that he uniquely made me. And I'm also in his way, which is the way of love. My heart is postured towards love, towards peace, that which brings clarity. He's not a guy of confusion, right? And so this is about that, that joining and that trusting that if I move forward in my most authentic, real way, like the way he has designed me to be, where I feel most alive, most energized, most connected, most joyful, like where it's a full yes. And my heart, my eyes are focused on love, on joy, on the win-win, on the peace, right? on his way. That is the beauty way. Okay. That is the way. And I want to, I just want to share this that, you know, even last year, uh, I was reading my journal. I love to go back and read my journals. You guys, I have so many journals. I, I did a whole episode on that a few episodes ago, but I was looking back in this last journal before the one I just started. And it was January of last year. Mark and I were at the Biltmore estate for, um, celebrating New Year's Day. And we stayed in this absolutely gorgeous bed and breakfast. It was just so beautiful. This gorgeous like mansion, old style house. And this couple that was running it was just such a beautiful couple. The rooms were beautiful. The furnishings, they had live music there and they were always booked. They were just successful. Right? It was just like you walk in there and it was like the food, the music, the structure. They were so relaxed. They were so natural. They were a couple. They had both retired. They were doing what they love. And it was just, there was so much ease. There was so much flow. There was so much aliveness in the atmosphere. There was so much joy. It was just like 
they were just doing what they were called to be doing, you know, in that season of their life. In the previous season, they were doing something else. And I was standing in the kitchen with the woman the day that we checked out. And uh, she, she just said, I'm going to see if I can find it actually here. I've got my journal, but I was standing there in the kitchen with her and I asked her what, you know, what's the deal? What you've obviously had such great success and you're always booked and they take like a month off at a time and travel. And she said to me, you know, just do you, here it is. I'm going to read it right out of my journal. Just do you bring all of who you are, bring all of you to everything that you're doing, all of who you are, make it a reflection of your soul, of your heart, and it will be successful. Whatever you are good at, whatever you enjoy, do that part and then hire out all the other things. It won't feel like work and the right people will be attracted to your business. And so that was the innkeeper at Montford. <laughs> if you guys want to look that up, she said, just bring all of you to wherever you are. Do the things that light you up. Do the things that bring you joy. And then surround yourself with other people to support the other pieces. And it will be successful. That same day after we checked out, Mark and I went for a walk on the trails and we drove up to Mont, um, uh, Montser I want to say it's Montserrat. Montserrat. It's in Black Mountain. I could totally be wrong with that, but it's a beautiful area in the Black Mountains. We drove up there. We went on a great hike. I love lush green landscapes with waterfalls and streams and moss everywhere. It was so rich. And as I was walking up to the trailhead, I saw this man who was an older gentleman, same day. Okay. I want you to think about like, God just speaks to us. He gives us these little messages all the time. Literally had just gotten this message from this woman because there I was in the struggle bus for a minute going like, what's the way forward? She tells me, I watch a beautiful example of success, aliveness, alignment. She says, just to you, bring all of who you are to what you're doing and enjoy it. That same day we go, we park in the parking lot and there's this older gentleman, probably in his seventies. And he's like in this old beat up truck, right? He's in this old beat up truck and he's got like walking sticks coming out the back seat and maps all on the dashboard. And, but you could, he had this like white beard, you know, and he just was like in his element and he pulls up as I'm about to go walk him up on the trail and and he starts sparking a conversation with me. And at first I was like, well, this is odd. Like, what does he want from me? You know, I'm walking. I don't really know this guy. What? And he just wanted to talk to me. And we were chit-chatting, going back and forth. And come to find out, he was, uh, he says to me, you know, I built, I, I do what I love every day. I do what I love every day. He says, you know, people say, Christine, I told him my name. He said, people say money doesn't grow on trees, but literally it does because find what you love and do that. You'll be happy every day and you'll make more doing that than somebody doing something you don't enjoy. He was the one who had built all of those trails and the network of trails that we were about to walk on. And so he was telling me, go on this trail on this trail and look for this. And I made that. And he was giving me advice. And he says, you know, people think money doesn't grow on trees, but for me, literally it did. As I walked the forest and as I blazed the trail, that's how I got paid. I got paid doing what I love, being in nature, sharing that with people, right? And that was his word to me. Every day, 
You'll make more doing that. You'll create more doing that than something you don't enjoy. Bottom line, do you do, do what you are built for. Do what you enjoy. Do what the gifting that God has put in your heart. Do it with joy. Do it with intention, right? And again, forging trails may not be your thing. Having a an inn or a beautiful Airbnb or a, you know, a hotel or whatever this couple had may not be your thing. But it's such a powerful message. And I, I just want to say that again, fast forward to this past weekend, as we were wrapping up the women's retreat, I was driving. I, I just, you guys listened to the last episode, but I had just received this beautiful home, four stories right next to the ocean. That was so much more than we asked and imagined for. And it was just me being in childlike wonder, me being in joy, me being like, God, I'm just going to keep, I trust you. I know your character. I, I, I know what would be amazing. Right. And I just was open to receive that. And boom, it showed up. That morning, I had a, a message from a client inviting me. I was out on the ocean. I was singing. I was dancing. I was by the ocean. And I had a message after the women checked out from one of my clients that said, hey, you should come to one of my events I'm hosting in California. And right there in the moment, I had this divine inspiration that said, you know, ask him to buy you a ticket and that you can go meet with him and his executive team. And, and maybe there'll be an opportunity to even uh, present or something, speak at his event. And so I just shot him a quick message. You know, he was inviting me to the event as an attendee, but I sent him a quick message and boom, just like that, after I'm done recording this episode, in fact, right now, we are going to jump on a call about me speaking at his event. He's flying me out and we're going to be staying there and, and I get to meet with him, his wife, his team and, and speak at the event. And so I'm just saying that when we are in alignment, when we are in integrity, when our heart is postured in the right way, the right things show up. It was so beautiful that I had a whole day of these little signs coming up. You know, I was driving to the airport and I had all these bags and I thought, oh man, I just, I feel so weighed down with all this heavy stuff. It would be amazing if there was like a cart right there waiting for me and boom, I pull into the parking spot. I had not seen any carts. This was a tiny airport and boom, there was the cart right there for me, right? Waiting. And I kind of got a chuckle as I was walking into the airport. And it was like, the Lord was just saying, Christine, stay light, stay playful, right? Ask and you will receive. Keep your heart in the right place, right? Do not weigh yourself down. And I know these sound like simple things, but there's so much more to this. And I think, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode, but then I got on the plane and I watched this Bruce Lee talk where they were talking about you know, Bruce Lee, the way that he was on camera, uh, in the films, at home, you know, in the studio, in his martial art was the way that he was. His way was the means. And so I just want to wrap today by saying, if you're struggling with the way forward in any area of your life, your marriage, your business, your finances, check in. What is the way that you've been creating? What is the way that you've been solving problems? What, what have you been reaching for? It is time to upgrade. It is time to go within. It is time to get clear on the way that God created you, designed you to work, to play, to live, to love, and that you get to know his way. Because when you marry those two things, this is miracle territory, right? This is when the unthinkable begins to happen. And this is the beauty way. So you guys, thank you for joining me today. 
I know it was a bit of a long episode, but I just want to say thank you for being here. And if you have not signed up for the upcoming masterclass, Prosper, the masterclass, make sure that you click on the link below. I'm going to be talking about this. This is exactly the conversation we're having inside of these containers. I'm going to be hosting a live training on the characteristics of leaders who multiply and prosper in chaotic times in times of contraction. We are in it, my friends. So you can just follow along like a sheep in the world, contracting and being like hijacked at every corner, or we can be co-creators of the news. So click on the link, register for that masterclass, share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. And as always, I love to hear from you guys. So make sure that you connect with me at the Christine Jewel on Instagram. Let me know how you are enjoying the show. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.